0: Guys, today we are here with Maddie, Matt LaMonica. He has been a member of the gym for a little over four years and pretty much comes to the 5:30 a.m. exclusively. Although now his wife has recently started along with his daughter, and he's been trading off and doing some noon classes also. So, you guys have maybe seen Maddie around, he's always around on weekends great part of our community and somebody who really is is very fun to talk to and just an overwhelmingly positive person, uh, has a great outlook on life and has really dove in and taken advantage of a lot of the things that we've done over the years to lose body weight, become more fit as he's gone through uh, his early and into his mid thirties. We talk a little bit about his first masters competition. He is a Cleveland sports fan through and through, so we talk about that a little bit. And then just how to uh, maintain your body. Once you start getting to that four year mark and you know you're getting a little bit older and you're you're pretty good at CrossFit. You know, Maddie's very good. He's very fit. Um, and just how to maintain your body and make sure that you know you're listening to coaches and chiropractors and a recovery team and you're being smart with how you train and uh, I think Matty's got great insights on that and he really has a great warm-up routine. He's very consistent with it and so I hope you guys can take some things away from this. Enjoy. All right guys, uh, Matt and I started to talk about cell phones off, uh, off microphone and so we wanted to make sure that we didn't uh, get too far down that path before we uh, actually started with real introduction. So I'm here with Matt today. Matt, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hi, Matt LaMonica. Privileged to be here as a four-plus-year member of FCF. Junior. Actually, I got a lot of questions if I was best. going to
0: have senior or junior on today. So, yeah. junior. Junior. Um, and uh, and then, is your son also?
1: Yeah, te- technically none of us are juniors because okay. we all have different middle names. My dad doesn't have a middle name. Okay. And then I'm Matthew Phillip. My son's Matthew Thomas. Okay, cool. So, yeah.
0: And you have two kids? Two kids. Okay. Um, So we were diving into cell phones. So right as we sat down, Matt goes into his pocket and uh, out comes two smartphones, (laughs) right? So he is the opposite of Brian. So Brian is... No smartphone, and Matt's got two. So let's talk about what are I each of indeed. them for.
1: I do indeed. It's funny. You notice I put. Oh, you have under an iPhone
0: chair. and a Samsung. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! All right, so you're different all altogether.
1: I am so, there, and there's reasons for all of these things. One, okay. I put it under the chair. Per your video you shared today, I'm like, yeah, that's absolutely disrespect. Hey, I'm yeah. gonna put my phone right here. Yeah. And it's more important to me when it goes off, so I look at I it. I think right?
0: that video when you watch it is it's like psychology 101. It is, yeah, it, is it is something that nobody thinks about but everybody when he's doing it immediately agrees like Absolutely. you can't not you fill
1: time with you looking at your phone yep. so anyway alright why do I have two phones one um, I had one phone that had all my work emails and all my personal stuff on it and you get fairly attached to said phone and it's it's essential to your life especially when it's like off or missing That's a yeah. catastrophic failure yeah um And then I was also getting my, uh, I was renewing my phone, right, I I think I had an upgrade due. And so I was there, I'm like, wait a second, why do I need to have my work email on my personal phone? They were doing some special on a phone if you opened a line up, a free phone. And we had a tablet um, with a data plan that we didn't really need, so I was able to kind of flop them. Yeah. And uh, so there's no increased cost to me. I was able to have work emails separate. Yeah. Which, in the end, even though I have two phones, I'm spending less time on each because I have no excuse to be on my personal phone for... for I, yeah, sorry, i got to look at this for work now. Yeah. Like I can put work away when I want it to. Yeah. And vice versa. Like I, I don't need to be on my personal phone if I'm at work or I try not to be at least. So this is
0: something that's been so interesting to me. Just because the jobs that I've had as an adult are so like anti-traditional time. Yeah. So I've never really... like punched out on a weekend and been able to like just turn a phone Detach, off do you just yeah. like do you just like take your work phone and like set it aside oh. or do you do some stuff on the weekends
1: you know it's been like a, a curve so like there was a time where i remember when i used to have a blackberry for work yeah. right before that i was like i will never have my blackberry like in my bedroom that's a, that's absurd i mean keep yeah. it downstairs and I'm, I'm, I'm done with it and i all love of a sudden, i love
0: blackberry by the way they I were had, way better I, for email yeah like, i had one a, and yeah. it was awesome and i loved it yeah. but anyway
1: but, like, you know, it's, it's like, by then, after, I don't know, a couple months, I, the Blackberry's, like, by my pillow. And, yeah. like, I was constantly attached. Yeah. And I didn't need to be. Nothing was being done at night that couldn't have been done in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was more about me just knocking, like, crossing off something from my list. Yeah. Um, But, so then I've kind of got, you know, you realize, you become self-aware, and like, this is absurd. I need to get away from this. So I try to put it away. Um, But do I get home and put my phone away? No. I yes. Just, it's, like, a constant battle. And so when you interviewed with number two, I was thinking, I'm like, man, that's interesting. He just... He cut himself off. He saved himself from himself. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I should do that. But what I'm trying to do is develop a discipline by still having the temptation there. It's But it's a constant battle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's really interesting. And so you work for Cardinal Health. What do you do there?
1: Um, I'm in our global sourcing group. So okay. Cardinal Health is a pharmaceutical wholesaler, a medical distributor. Um, we actually wear a lot of different hats. And in my specific area, I work in our generic pharmaceuticals area. Um, and I work with a, a we have a, a joint venture sourcing company that I work with. So I'm in our pharmaceutical generic sourcing group.
0: Nice. Awesome. And so how long have you been there now? 12 years. Yeah. And yeah. all at the Dublin campus?
1: Uh, yeah, there was a time I was in a building in Metro place, but yeah. All
0: okay. Dublin. Yeah. All in that kind of same street. Mm-hmm. So that's really close. So you get up, tell me why you get up at probably what for what's your alarm time?
1: So it's funny, I was a uh, roll out of bed at like 5.11 and roll into the gym at 5.30. Oof. That was not conducive to a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, started drinking coffee, the coffee turned into pre-work, <laughs> well, yeah. it still is pre-workout. <laughs> um, so now it's a 4.30 wake-up call, um, this is all, this is cash prescribed, yeah, you know, uh, he yeah. got me on this path and this is where I've been. So I wake up at 4.30. Um, start to drink my pre-workout, have a little time to myself. And then I, you know, roll to the gym, get there about 5.15 so I can start to warm up because when you're 35, you need to warm up for a long time. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. My my process. So
0: that's your process. So tell me about Cash's recruiting model for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cash is great. He's, you know, he's a a really good friend of mine. Um, he may not even know that as, as much as he is, but, um... He I, I suppose remember the specific day I met him, I was coming in for six thirty a.m. I was kind of doing the jump around between PM and A.M. class and wasn't yeah. really committed either way. And I was at 6 30 a.m. and he was leaving and he introduced himself to me and you know he's got this big smile on his yeah. face. He's yeah. like Urban Meyer recruiting. He's like, You should come to 5 It's yeah. the best class of the day. I'm like And then that was it. Yeah. He walked out. And here he left me with thinking, like, what does he know that I don't know? Yeah. And I needed to know more about it. And then yeah. I went to five thirty you know, it was really early at first. And I remember asking like, I'm like, Do you guys drink any coffee or eat anything before breakfast? I did, I was eating breakfast at that point, but now I stopped doing that. But yeah, it just, the whole community of five thirty AM as you know, you know, you've seen it. And yeah. so I'm sure people listening too. it's, it's a very welcoming group. And, um, I don't know, it just becomes part of your routine.
0: Yeah, it really does. And it's a it's a routine you stay in, right? It's like yeah. one of those, like, you get to bed early from it, and you guys are all, uh, you know, all constantly communicating of kind of who's going to be there. Yeah. Better than any class, right? It's like, it's easy to yeah. say, like, yeah, we're all going to get together at 5.30 p.m. tomorrow, but then, you know, if you have five guys doing that, it's like three of them have some crap come Something up in the happens. middle of the day. They have to push to 6.30, or, hey, I got off work early, so I'm going to hit 3.30 and get home early, uh, but that five thirty—it's like you don't really have any excuses, and mm-hmm. so when you commit, ninety-nine percent—well, maybe not ninety-nine, but ninety-five percent of the time—they're there, yeah. right? You very yeah. rarely get uh, what has been dubbed "champed," right? Um, <laughs> champed, yes. And so, um, yeah. so I—I think that that's uh, you know, that's something that helps a lot with accountability for all of you guys, and has gone a really long way, and has spread itself now to—I mean, probably like fifteen to twenty people. And so, it is consistently our our biggest class in terms of, like, it doesn't have the mass volume potential of, like, 9.30 some days or some of those PM classes, but, like, it is consistently, like, 20 to 25 every single day, every single time.
1: There's those rare Mondays, like, after the Super Bowl or after some, you know, big Sunday type event. WrestleMania, of course. Yeah,
0: Game (laughs) 7. Game 7.
1: Yeah. um, Where you'll walk in and there'll be, like, five people and you... There's a bit of pride. You're like, yeah, we made it. The rest yep. of them didn't. But, yeah, be you're right. It's pretty consistently the same group of guys and, and, and ladies on the other side there. Because, of course, we can't. Can't intermingle really, yeah, yeah. gotta Keep that dividing line, of course,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and Kristen's been telling me the, the tumbling passes, uh, <laughs> the tumbling warm ups have really created great. a sharp male female <laughs> divide. Um, and it, there already was one, and now it's very much like we're gonna do our thing, and you guys do your thing. And it's that was the most totally fun
1: easy. I've had warming up actually. Yes, was it yesterday? We did yeah, that? It was. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. so much fun. I was like, I haven't done a cartwheel in years. I was gonna, gonna say, great, I
0: guess. was so skeptical on my cartwheel, and then like in first couple, definitely shaking off some cobwebs, mm-hmm. but man, once I got going, like I was actually okay i was yeah. kind of happy with that
1: and it, for, it worked out like as you would expect our group chris of course you know he's focusing focusing on his weaker arm yeah, um, yeah. and i'm like, well, that's <laughs> like yeah. let's, just, let's just not fall on our heads yeah,
0: yeah exactly yeah i love it a great story about cash so over the years you know i coached 530 and 630 uh, in a bunch of different yeah. like mediums right and uh, and so cash <laughs> every single day before he leaves he, you know, he goes, some days he showers, some days he just grabs his stuff, some days he sits out front and talks, some days he different routines mm-hmm. as different days have gone on. Now that, um, you know, he's got son and stuff and, you know, he's, he's changed his schedule a little bit. But no matter what, before he walks out of the facility, he'll always walk back into class, yeah. no matter what the coach is doing, shake their hand and say, thanks, thanks for coaching yeah. me, without fail. I, I don't think he's ever not once left my class, at least, and not done that for me. And I know he did it for Jay. And it's just one of those, like you said, he's always got that smile. He always shakes your hand. He's always genuinely grateful for being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, it, you can really, honestly, like, it's – the recruiting chair was not a joke. Like, it was – massive for a while and then he probably had to back off because he was like doing too good of a job <laughs> like the class got too big yeah was,
1: there's not enough spots anymore yeah no but he was he was very act- it's funny you, i i remember him like he would take a shower and walk out and like you said he'd shake your hand and you're like man this guy's so happy he's yeah 5 30 maybe i should be happy and coming to 5 30 yeah so. for sure yeah
0: i was gonna say he's just here, we all life. here we all are yeah um so he is uh you know he's a, a group chat guy, and you got a couple group chats that go. <laughs> yeah. um, and so we don't need it. to unveil the you know <laughs> the thing, but that's the that's probably the purpose of why you have an iPhone for your personal phone. Yeah,
1: I can't go away from that now. Yeah. Um, it's you're right that now that I have the group chats, I don't want to lose it. So.
0: And so a big part of the group chat is uh, consistency and communication throughout Ohio State athletics and Cleveland athletics.
1: That is a focus.
0: And so, focus. Uh, so tell me a little bit about like why you grew up with like like grew up with um, Cleveland. Sports and kind of you know what are your sports? What do you love? What are your favorite uh, favorite sports to enjoy?
1: So grew up in Dublin, Ohio, um, and obviously I haven't ventured very far. I actually only live about two streets over from where I grew up. Um, and Maddie senior is from Cleveland, okay. so um, and is a big sports fan. Of course, you know I'm his oldest son, so you want to do everything your dad does, and you start yeah. watching the Browns. And at that point, the Browns were pretty watchable, and yeah. I still remember. Like I was too young to remember the AFC Championship games in detail, but I remember them being in it against the Broncos. Yeah, kind of vaguely. So you start to follow all that, and then I'm, you know, and you remember this too because you're an Indians fan. You start watching the Indians and yep. during their glory years. So I, I'm an avid Cleveland fan, an avid LeBron fan. Yep. Continue to be a LeBron fan too. Yeah. But, um, we can dive into that for sure. Yeah, we. Can talk <laughs> and then um, but then being Columbus, you you know everything is all Buckeyes, Buckeye yeah. football specifically. So. Um, definitely big, big fans of both. Although it's, it's hard to become, I'm still a fan of Buckeye football, but I, I don't stay as, I guess, as close to like the details. Like I don't follow recruiting or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But the pro, especially because they're amateur athletes. And for some reason, as I get older, I feel a little bit weirder about that. Yeah. Like I'll support the team and, and I want them to win, but I don't need to be a super fan about it.
0: Yeah. And what about, uh, what about wrestling? Cause wrestling, yes, you wrestling, yeah. you do kind of follow like yeah, high you're school. Right. I'm a bit recruiting. of a hypocrite in that yeah.
1: regard actually. Cause I'm, I coached high school wrestling for six years after college. Okay. Um, at Dublin Kaufman. And then, um, so you, the, you know, Ohio state is right around the corner. So we get to watch them and Tom Ryan got hired sometime around when I was still coaching and they've grown a really good program and they're, 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 they have Kyle Snyder who's the best wrestler in the world right now. Yeah. So, I'm definitely a huge fan of them too. And and just getting to watch them and watch like some of the best wrestlers in the world is pretty that's a pretty good privilege you get to have.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, and wrestlers are it's a tight knit group. And yeah. you know, this year I tried to watch the NCAA championships and I was kinda of texting with you and yeah. it's fun to have that insight of somebody who really knows the sport really well and kinda of follows the sport yeah. and stuff and so you pretend to know. Well, I mean, if you're coaching and you're following the sports like yeah. you're definitely gonna be, you know, a good resource for mm-hmm. that. Um, what do you feel like when you're growing up, obviously you wrestled, right? Yes, um, yeah. did you play other sports?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, in high school I did football, wrestling and baseball.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, uh, what do you feel like wrestlers always seem to do really well in CrossFit? And one of the things that you're really known for is, is huge engine, right? You can really push yourself, um, really good at the Metcons that are shitty, like, like <laughs> thrusters yeah. and burpees and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, and so do you attribute a lot of that to wrestling?
1: I think so. I mean, a lot of wrestling workouts and specifically the conditioning aspects of it or the practice when you're live wrestling, you are put in a position of discomfort for long periods of time. And so you have to build up a mental, you know, mental strength to be able to get through those kinds of things, especially, I mean, if you want to be successful, I mean, wrestling is like the hardest sport. From a, from a lot of different aspects, physically and mentally, because when you lose, it's pretty demoralizing. It's on you. There's no other excuses. That yeah. guy was better than you are. And sometimes you have to accept that that's the case, too. Yeah. Um, and have to come back to win the next match, which is a whole thing of coaching, because you, you, not few guys go undefeated. you got to teach people to be able to recover from a loss. Yeah. So same kind of thing with workouts, too. You're like... Uh, you know, you just kind of put your head down and go. Um, you got to be able to endure the pain and kind of go to your dark place, and maybe wrestling kind of helped with that a little
0: bit. Yeah, and just like you said, I mean, I think it's uh, a lot of the wrestlers I meet, and, and good fighters generally are good. Good, uh, you know, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu people, Judo. Um, you know, I've been around a, a variety of sports, but they're all very humble, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is just kind of what you said. It's, um, you know, they they hit they get the L right. Yeah. You got to turn around That's mentally. Right. Yeah. And and have some humility, and learn from it relatively quickly, Mm because you're going right back out there, so, uh, did you feel like when you were an adult coaching kids, you gained a huge perspective on what you needed to do better as, uh, as a high school athlete?
1: Absolutely, and the kids that I ended up coaching, I felt like I connected with the most were the kids that were like me, like, I was a good athlete who wrestled, and and I loved wrestling, and I understood a lot about wrestling, because I was, you know, I was, Fairly smart and intelligent about it, but I didn't wrestle enough to be able to do things very naturally. I had to yeah. think and do a lot, um, and so we had a lot of guys like that who who weren't wrestling year round that would come in and do well, and they they had they, they just wanted to outperform whatever they they should have. So for me, I got to the state tournament, but I probably wasn't a state tournament caliber wrestler, and I yeah. always wanted to get that out of a few guys. And it was funny because the last year we coached, um, I I coached this kid who was. He was not very good as a freshman, sophomore year, and he, he kind of got a little bit better. By the time he was a senior, we were like, maybe this guy can make the state tournament. And he did, and he achieved his goals. And so, like, I was, I connected with him a lot more than the guy we had that was a three-time state placer on our yeah. team. Because he was, he was far beyond my coaching at that point. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I think that's such a cool, like, a uh, cool piece of coaching is you get to see, you know, I catch myself saying things. And it's like, yeah, you know, like, had I actually followed that advice when <laughs> i was in high school i maybe could have been successful uh but you know it always takes that perspective of like you know some of the processes and some of those different things and then you know if you can actually take what you learned and actually really apply it to one you know mm-hmm. student or kid yeah. um you know that's that's hugely impactful for them so yeah. i think that's really cool. we had
1: a couple of really talented kids or athletes that um just couldn't deal with losing and yeah. what would happen is we'd be in like the sectional tournament and in we always talk about this. This is survive in advance. Just qualify for the next week. You had to get top four. Yeah. And we had a kid who was supposed to win it. He went out and lost his semifinal match and he was so ticked off that he lost. He went out and pouted for an hour, had to wrestle his next match, and he lost. Yeah. And I'm like and his season was over. Oh and wow. he was yeah. you know, we were talking about he's a sophomore, so actually he got to come back the next year. But we we're talking about it afterwards and he's like, Wow, I really screwed that up, didn't I? I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. Let's learn from it. Let's grow from it. You've yeah. got, you know, more years coming to you. But yeah, that's what we tried to talk about. You know, you gotta Deal with a loss and move on from it. What did you learn teach get yourself ready to compete the next time?
0: Well, speaking of losers who give up and quit, <laughs> let's go back to LeBron James.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Segue. Uh, so, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, the... Uh, We've watched the last few NBA finals. I always kind of tell people we watch it together, even though we're all watching yeah. it from the comfort of our it own. It absolutely pickings. feels like that to yeah. me too. Yes. And so, um, so you know, the the LeBron finals and especially this one, the game one, might have been the most animated that I think the the group chat has ever been. <laughs> and uh, you know, and it's tough because in and, and I think this time around, you know, I don't think anybody really faults uh, LeBron, but what are your general thoughts? Like what do you think about him in LA? Are you gonna cheer like let's say Chris Christmas Day, LA is playing, you know, Boston or something. Like, are you gonna are you gonna be definitely watching? Are you gonna still cheer him on at that degree?
1: I will probably definitely watch LeBron until he retires. Yeah, he. I have a lot of different thoughts on it. Some of it's not completely formed, but a lot of it is. You know, the fact that he chose to come back to Cleveland. Now there is reasons why he came back that it benefited him certainly, but the fact that he chose to come back after everything that happened. I was always for, always forgiven. I didn't burn his jersey. I had his yeah. jersey. I remember I wore his jersey that day. We had a dodgeball tournament at work. And I was like, it was like maybe the fourth greatest day of my life after, you know, getting married and having my two kids. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like on cloud nine. Yeah. Then, of course, we win the championship. So, to me, he fulfilled his promise, yeah. what we thought he was going to do before he ever left in the first place. And then you watched him throughout this whole postseason. He was, he was putting it all out there, which was a little bit different than he did in 2010. I thought yeah. he kind of quit during some of those games. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm just watching the the greatest basketball player who I, I think ever yeah. do the do his craft. So I want to keep watching him do it. And yeah, I,
0: I mean, game one is legitimately as good as a basketball player oh, can was, play. It was, was unbelievable. Yeah. And so
1: then for it to end the way it did was just catastrophic. But yeah. yeah, so now that he's not for you know with my team in Cleveland, you know I I think even heard hear a lot of the Cavs you know ownership and whatnot saying this. So like he earned the right to do what he did, and I guess I feel that way. I, maybe I'll feel differently when I see him in the Lakers uniform. I'm sure that'll be like, oh, this, is, "This is." Yeah, kind of weird. it
0: seems weird. It looks yeah. weird. I think you know. I've uh, you know, I, I went back to, um, you know, I went the first game I can really remember LeBron watching LeBron where he was LeBron was uh, when St. Vincent St. Mary played Brookhaven. At, oh, I was that game, um, too? Yeah, yeah, at the at the shot, um, and. Uh, and it was a really cool experience because uh, Drew Lavender, who ended up being a um, you know he was one of the top players in the state at the time, but it's like five three, five five, maybe tops, yeah. right? And him and LeBron were just head to head, and I think they both put up over thirty, and it was just a, a really cool matchup. But um, but it was definitely like that, you know, you're watching somebody who like yeah, this guy is just totally different. And So I always enjoyed being able to feel like feel that closeness to to yeah, to true. such somebody that's. Uh, you know, you get that, like, with Jordan, even Jordan, it's like he, he jumps around, right? It's North Carolina, and then it's Chicago. Yeah. He's kind of all around. The proximity from, you know, high school straight to Cleveland and then kind of being back here was really cool. But, you know, now when you stretch it out to Miami and L.A., it's like it just feels so feels so distant. I don't even remember watching any of the games really in Miami. It's like I know I watched some of those finals, um, but...
1: I definitely watched. I wanted him to lose, but I didn't hate him. It's yeah. like I just... I. Didn't want him to win for somebody else for some reason. Yeah. You know, it's like watching your ex or something. I loved Ray
0: Allen. Like, he's one of my favorite players yeah, ever. Yeah. Huge Ray Allen fan. Jesus Shuttlesworth. And, uh, and you know, I was more rooting for Ray Allen than I think I was well, anybody else. that game was else. phenomenal where
1: he won it for them, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember the end of, like, that fourth quarter and overtime, I was like, this is one of the best basketball I've ever seen. Yeah. For him to knock down that shot, I was like, that is incredible.
0: And that's all I really hope for. I think with anything um, outside of, like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think like game seven, I was very much like going back to like Indians now, uh, uh, yeah. Indians game seven. That was maybe the most like I've ever really felt like, okay, like I don't want just a good competition. Like I want, like I want to win. I don't even care yeah. how we win. Um, But I think that that's the biggest thing that usually, shit, chair just broke. <laughs> uh, that's usually what I, uh, what I root for, right? Yeah. Is I want to see good competition. Yeah. Um, you want to see the
1: best, do the best. Uh, yeah. They're correct. You don't want to see people um, fail. Yeah, like, you'd rather see the greatest player beat the second greatest player or something like that.
0: Exactly, yeah. and then it's like, but baseball. So God, I, I I really hadn't watched like dedicated baseball since like '97, um, <laughs> yeah. and it, you just forget how much you hang on every fucking pitch, like especially is, in the playoffs. Oh it's my so God.
1: different. I mean, we, they play 162 games. I remember I was watching last night. I was disappointed they lost to the Yankees, but like. You don't hang on every pitch. In, no. in the postseason, yeah. you're right. It's every single pitch, and there's I don't know a minute between each pitch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's so different than basketball where it's you don't have time to think. You're just watching it happen. Oh yeah.
0: In when the caps when the Cavs won, you're like, oh yeah, so it's over. we won. like <laughs> <laughs> We're, now, <right>? We're <laughs> up four. They can't. They can't win, right?
1: No, yeah. They, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, man, watching the watching the game seven stuff is crazy. That was that was. So, what are your, so now we're going to transition into the Browns because we're going to try to be Browns. more optimistic. So the Indians looking really yes. good, but obviously we've got a long season left to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, now we transition into Browns talk. And I want to hear your thoughts on uh, our boy Baker and kind of yeah. what what your hopes are for the future. Because we got Tim Stifler and Mitchell Hughes over in this corner who are like avid Baker fans, right? Oh, okay. they, they want him. They believe in him. They think he was the best guy available. And, like, they think he's going to lead us to the promised land. So
1: Okay. I'm, I'm probably going to be somewhere in the middle. I am not in the camp that thinks he is Manziel 2.0. Okay. And I think there are so many different differences between him and Manzel. I mean, they have similarities in their height, I suppose, and the fact that they both come from the Big 12. But I'm really excited to see – I think he has, like – a lot of, like, leadership charisma. I think Manziel had, like, I don't know, entertaining charisma that maybe was appealing to people who watch college football casually. Yeah. But everything I see about Baker is, like, his teammates loved him in yeah. Oklahoma. Like, that's that's something. You don't you can't fool a hundred guys on yeah. the team, especially when you're probably one of the smallest in stature. I mean, he, he's not a big dude, but he's he's pretty skilled. I'm, I'm concerned he's not physically talented enough to play in the NFL, to be successful in the NFL. I'm sure he can play. Yeah. Um. But I like his intangibles, his leadership. So I'm not probably as far to the right as Mitchell and Stifler are on it. But I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm usually optimistic about the Browns in general. Although this year I'm not buying into like the seven or eight wins thing. I'm like, oh yeah, let's, let's win a game. Like that would yeah. that would be enough. And I hope Baker doesn't have to play. I hope it's all Tyrod and um, you know Baker when his time comes, he's ready to play. But. Yeah, I think
0: the big difference, uh, you know, and right when they drafted him, I was just very much like. Kind of stuck on the Manziel stuff, but then it's like you watch his highlights, and okay, it's like his highlights are he's throwing... You know, forty yard passes to the sideline yeah. on a dime, and it's like you watch Manziel's, and it's him like running around the like the chicken with his head cut off, and then tossing one up to Mike Evans and he, like he in the dry. air, and he would yeah. just get these yeah. ridiculous yeah. catches. And It's like, yeah, like that's not gonna fly in the NFL though. You're not, you can't run away from NFL defensive ends like that. Maybe um, the CFL though. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see in the CFL. Yeah. You know, my bigger worry is like, you know, money amplifies uh, who you are, you know, yes. and yeah. and so does, and I think being the number one. Pick amplifies it to the nth degree also Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot like you know it's like like Trump getting voted in it's like it's you know it's you know now you have a mandate it's like okay now I like what I'm doing is what the people want right that's what gets me drafted number one so I'm going to take my bravado up I'm going to take my attitude up some of these character
1: that you think you're supposed to play exactly yeah Yeah. and
0: so that's a little bit where I'm worried is like a part of that character is like you know, getting in trouble with the cops and doing some other things that are maybe, you know, maybe gonna get you suspended a game or two um, mm-hmm. in the NFL and like some of those sideline antics, some of those different things. Like the NFL is not gonna view that stuff quite as as lightly, I think.
1: Yeah, and they have true.
0: more of a heavy hand than I think the NCAA does. That's so, true. It might be a fine, it might be whatever. But he's,
1: you know, he's he has a passion for the game and. You know, maybe you know the crotch-grabbing stuff. Yeah, it's probably not going to fly. He yeah. probably learned his lesson from that. But then you see him kind of go at coward the other day on yeah. the, you know whatever show he's on now. And you're right. So he's got a bit of an antagonistic you know character to him. Yeah, I like. I, a little I find bit him tip easy to shirt. root for. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. So he's a little guy. You know, I'm not yeah. a little guy. I like seeing a little guy do well. But. Yeah, I'm a skeptical. I was not prepared for them to draft him over one overall. I thought that was all a smokescreen. I'm like, oh, Me I'm i like, how come i to do that?
0: I was blown away. Mitchell's Mitchell's walking around talking about it all day. I'm like, dude, you're fucking out of your <laughs> mind. There's no way they're going with him, number one. And sure enough, I'm like, oh, man. Absolutely. Yeah, now, now we're just dealing with him, one. I suppose. Yep, exactly. So... Uh, and for those of you guys who know, Charlotte's sitting to our left and Blitz is upstairs and going to be interrupting us, but we're going to kind of, kind of let it go today. We're not going to pause and edit. No, we're we're going to see people. how Blitz does. Yeah. yeah we're dog people. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, talk about your boy Bernie. Yes. So also Bernie. a bull- a bulldog owner. Like we mm-hmm. still count Blitz as a bulldog cause she's, she's kind of like yeah. generally fat and you know, <laughs> like short and pudgy and loves food more than anything. And, yeah. uh, but you have a real bulldog.
1: Yeah. We have Bernie the English bulldog. We actually, I was Got a Facebook alert today that we got him. He's not. We got him nine years ago today. Yeah. So like I was looking at his puppy pictures and he was a pretty cute little dog. Yeah, he was um, very still cute very puppy. cute. But yeah. he's just he's he's older now. Yeah. Um. But we named him after Bernie Kosar. Obviously, being the avid Cleveland fan that I am, which suits a bulldog well. It's a yeah. Bernie the bulldog works out pretty well. He's a good good little dude. He's had couple of health issues over the years he's got like a he's had an oh, like a knee replacement actually oh, wow. a few years ago um and then i was telling you about this a couple of months ago we think he tore his other cruciate ligament and, yeah and like you we didn't end up getting it fixed because we we're not even sure he did but he's been walking fine on his own and he's a bulldog so he's not incredibly active so yeah anyway.
0: yeah um it's it's always interesting to uh to kind of see how you deal with the dog's injuries it's such like pulls on your heartstrings a little bit but um but you know it's uh i i think that was the right decision for blitz so hopefully it was the right decision for Bernie also the
1: first knee surgery he had we were like talked into her like yeah we're you know younger thought, and we didn't have no we we had annie at the time she was one and we're like this is how much oh gosh yeah he's four Uh, maybe we should do this all right let's just give it a go and then we Get him back, and the size of the scar was just alarming. I was like, Oh my god, what do we do to this dog? Yeah. I, I didn't think he'd recover from it, yeah. So I had to carry him outside to put him down on the ground to go to the bathroom. Of course, there's like a foot of snow on the ground, yeah. So, poor dog, yeah. But ended up working that worked out for him well. I don't think he could go through that surgery now, though, yeah, for
0: sure. And then you guys got to meet uh, take your son to meet the real the Bernie, Bernie. yeah, which is great because I feel like the Bernie Kosar name of a dog is like. You know Bernie when he when he I don't know if he does much commentating anymore, but when he was he was <laughs> slow and slurring and he very was. much like you would imagine a bulldog would talk. So yeah. Uh, so how was meeting him in person?
1: Oh, that was great. My 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 other group chat, my personal group chat, well, you have had for ancient years. Um, my buddy's like, hey, Bernie's gonna be at Tuttle tonight, and I just laughed and I go, that's hilarious. And then Emily and my daughter had a soccer party or something that night, and I was like, wait a second, so I got Matthew by myself. I was like. Maybe we should just stop by and see what it's all about. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't usually do this kind of stuff. I'm like, this is kind of a fun activity. Let's let's go do it. And we get to the mall, and I see this line. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. My son is three years old, and he's very active. And I was like, this. he can't wait in line for this long. I was yeah. like, this is a bad idea. But we end up getting in line, and we meet a, a family in front of us. And they have like a six- or seven-year-old um, daughter that was having so much fun playing with Matthew. So it ended up working out really well. We yeah. met him, and... He was really personable. Chatted for us, chatted with us for a few minutes. Um, definitely has a slurred speech, like you said. Which, yeah. at first, I thought it was like you know maybe he was drinking when he was you know yeah. announcing games. And then I got, I think he's just been hit a lot. Yeah, which that was so, yeah. a little depressing actually. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he was super nice, and that was really cool to meet him. And I was telling Matthew, I'm like, you know. Maybe you'll take your son to meet Baker Mayfield someday, and, <laughs> and you'll, you'll name your dog Baker. Yeah, let's all like let's that. all hope he's taking us to AFC <laughs> Championship games and stuff. Right.
0: Um, so uh, let's talk about the family. So Emily uh, started recently and yeah. uh, did her intros with Maria, she, and yeah. uh, and now um, you know there's quite the divide amongst our families, right? I communicate with you, Maria communicates with Emily. She
1: does, and yeah.
0: uh, there's a lot of love there.
1: Uh yeah, it's been great. So I was not sure that my wife would ever start CrossFit. I'm not sure I would start CrossFit just like anybody else and so you know, I get into it and I start to form a routine and relationships that, you know, last beyond just being at the gym. And so she's, you know, starting to pay attention to that and she she dabbles in pure bar and orange theory and some of some other stuff, not to name drop some other competing brands for you <laughs> um but then she was kind of looking for something you know more and something that would maybe drive more results for her yeah um and then also maybe the community aspect too like the stuff that i was kind of seeing so she started um and of course you know who doesn't love maria so the one-on-one sessions went really well and she's she's really i'm mean, taken to it much better than I, I ever imagined she would and she she really enjoys it yeah and it's it's created the bizarre world for me though it is um you know, being the Seinfeld fans that we are, where I was like I'm I still have kind of a nightmare of walking into the gym one day and seeing her like hanging have, out with my friends. Having fun with all yeah. your friends. Hey, just, hey Maddie Hey boy. George hey. Fun <laughs> And I I just turn around and leave. I yeah. don't know what I would do in that situation. One, so two,
0: three. <laughs> m4 yeah uh funny. well uh yeah one of the greatest scenes ever when that when all that stuff started going down and bobby <laughs> talked about it the conversation he had yeah. and the world started colliding i was having a good laugh at all yeah. that so it's um, really happened though that's, yeah
1: that's the reality now and yeah. so she goes to 5 30 when i don't go we kind of alternate our days a little yeah, bit yeah so tell me
0: about that a little bit yeah. what do you guys what's your normal split i know you guys change it up a little bit but yeah
1: we're not we don't have like set days um but usually on Sundays we talk about what our week looks like. Yeah. Um and so one of us will be there two days in, during the week. The other one will be there three days or maybe it's two and two or something like that. Um so she does 5:30 a.m.s as well. Um and then we on Saturdays we, we figure out a way to do 7 and 8:30 and we <laughs> bring our kids, exchange our kids yep. and then the other one just goes into the gym. So yeah, you do um, The points are kind of yeah, actually yeah. it's kind of nice because
0: I think the Lynches do the same. I think there's a couple Yeah, I, I know I've seen stuff.
1: others do it and it's definitely, you know, from a you know, being an older adult, not an older adult, but, you know, an old, a parent now and, and an adult, I, I think it's a really good way to kick your weekend off. By, you, you guys have both worked out. You've done your, you know, the stuff you're supposed to do to stay healthy um, yeah. first thing on the weekend. Like, that's that should be the priority, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, not not above family time, necessarily, but from a health perspective, you should knock that out first before you do any kind of misbehaving over the
0: weekend. Well, and I think it's a great way for both you guys to, like, set the tone for your kids. And, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's something I always kind of look back on is, um, you know, there was a time when we were real young when my dad was playing a lot of racquetball at Sommel Athletic oh, Club premiere now. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, just naturally being in that atmosphere, I started to pick up racquetball, I started to get pretty good. And then when I didn't play probably for yeah. another 10 years and then when I went into the army, well, the barracks had a bunch of racquetball courts and they would run tournaments yeah. and stuff and I'd play all the time and I loved it. And it was like one of those things where it's just kind of like, I kind of envisioned that same thing happening with like the kids program yeah. a little bit where it's like, you know, at first it just kind of starts with like, yeah, oh, you're handing the kids off and then maybe they'd run, uh, you know, the, the kids program or something. But, you know, maybe they go away from it for five or ten years, but it's like, hey, like, I still know how to clean a barbell. Like, I learned how to do that when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and so they just feel generally a little more comfortable doing stuff like that just because they've been around it a little bit.
1: For sure. And, and it, yeah, and so
0: tell me about So now, and Annie's starting a little bit, right? So yeah, tell me about that. She
1: started the TOTS class. Um, so we have three generations of Lamonica's monicas You know, running to the gym on any given day. In fact, the first day that Annie did the TOTS class, my dad showed up randomly. So, I think it made him really happy to see both of us. Yeah, uh, It's weird. You know, I go in to sign in and start typing the monica. And then I see all four of uh, us come up. And it kind of makes me really, really happy on a lot of different levels. But she loves it, too. I mean, she loves running around the, the gym with the little kids and being active. And, you know, when I was a kid, my dad... You know, he was active too. You talk about, you know, your dad playing racquetball and stuff. And I remember he, my dad's always lifted weights and he ran, but yeah. it was like isolated. It's like you lifted weights and you did the classical, I don't know, three sets of 10 of whatever. Yeah. And so, but I was kind of used to him doing that growing up. And so then I was more naturally drawn to that when I, you know, after high school or when you, you worked out through whatever sports team you had, like you would do that on your own. You'd be mm-hmm. more apt to do that on your own. So I, I agree that that's definitely something i like my kids to do, not that I care if they do CrossFit or if they do athletics even but like if they try to stay healthy by by keeping some sort of fitness regimen that yeah would be, that would be optimal so.
0: one of the things that blows me away is you are so kind and mild-mannered and your dad <laughs> is such a smart ass he
1: is like yeah. how
0: did that not wear off on you a little and i love it like it's yeah. i say that in the best way possible because there's like a type of person that i vibe with and they have this like smart ass edge that yeah. like i just i i can jump right in line with and your dad's got it down to a t that's
1: it's funny i don't know maybe it's the way my parents are kind of different in that regard my dad definitely has that he he's generally kind of quiet actually at home um but like i think that's even like his mechanism to like turn it on and, and become social he becomes kind of that that smart ass like you described and yeah. he grew up in a big a big family big Italian family up in Cleveland, had a lot of cousins and yeah Maybe it was survival of the fittest. That's, <laughs> yeah. So that's where yeah. Got to be
0: noticed some way. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. But you're right. I'm more introverted. So, you know, I try to say hi and talk to people at the gym, but it's not like, I'm glad that it's up there on the wall because yeah. it takes me out of my comfort zone and it sounds really weird. I can't say hi to people. I mean, I do, but like being social isn't, it's not the easiest thing in the world for me. For yeah. him, it's a lot easier. I yeah. Think.
0: Yeah. Um, and so tell me a little bit about... Uh, about when you kind of came in what were your goals because we did we did a corporate wellness thing i think i told you i used some of your pictures uh, oh, you for it for some before and afters that i found and you asked
1: me for a shirtless picture i remember i, yeah, I wasn't I sure what so. this was about okay, yeah and sometimes i just
0: have... enjoy doing that for fun with Excellent. some of our clients so. yeah. but um but yeah i mean uh you know when you go back and you look through some of your facebook stuff <laughs> yeah. and you see where you're at now like you're cut up at thirty five years old. Yes, thirty five. Thirty five, yeah. right? And and you're like you're ripped, and <laughs> yeah. then, you know, when you first joined, like you were you were actually Not. a little bit like yeah. soft. Yeah, and no, I, I absolutely was. And so now you you were thirty one when you joined. So tell me a little bit about like what's been that experience. I know you've dialed in uh, some of the nutrition stuff, and and you've mm-hmm. kind of just generally tried to improve kind of along those lines. Do you have any real like focus or tricks or things that you kind of you found that work really well?
1: I uh, have so much. Um, and it's it's really, it's so much attributed to you, personally, honestly. Oh, wow. um, because you've had this much of an influence on me. Um, even when you don't get to coach my classes, I follow, you know, what you're saying in your emails. Like, I read into it a lot. And, I, and definitely when you have your, you know, your Instagram videos and you're talking about stuff, where the focuses are. So, like, I try and follow along with what the, you know, obviously the group programming is. But for me personally, when I started CrossFit, you know, I just, we just had my daughter. I just finished, no, I, yeah, I literally just finished grad school. So, I didn't have any time in my mind to be crossfitting. So yeah. the fact that Bobby is crossfitting and doing all of these great things and losing weight yeah. to me is, it's so impressive to yeah. me. Um, Cause I was like, I couldn't possibly spend an hour to crossfit. That was, that was in my mind. And I was doing like crossfit, crossfit.com workouts on my own. Yeah. It was going very poorly. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I got to try and join a gym. Um, Cause I was just, I was carrying too much weight and I wasn't paying attention to my diet. Um, and I was like, you know, a former athlete, you know, years ago in high school so, I was like I there it's in me I should not be like I am yeah um and so then I started going to class and you know a lot of the it started like kind of drawn on like things like I had from wrestling like you said like the classes themselves I'm like this is kind of like wrestling practice in a way yeah um that the natural like everything is a lot of metric driven stuff yeah and I'm kind of an analytical person and so just being able to like put Something down on you know on a spreadsheet or something, and then you kind of able to develop a goal from it. Yeah. Um, or even be on the whiteboard and kind of track things. Not that like I care about what my percentage is, but you just kind of care about like maybe improving things or. But that that that's a trap a little bit too, because you start to do things to the detriment of your health. Yeah. Which you yeah. and I have talked about too, because I, I've had some back issues, so. Um, my focus, like recently, has been on 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 mobilizing, um, spending a lot of time doing that and recovering. Um, and, and moving correctly yeah the weight is irrelevant yeah yeah
0: yeah and i think that's so cool to to have watched your progression um is amazing i still send out your paleo spreadsheet from the paleo challenge yeah Yeah. um matt created uh the most pro paleo challenge spreadsheet and won i think that year (laughs) i did yeah pretty much because of the spreadsheet it was like i have way more data than i could ever even hope to have (laughs) on this one person like your pictures were great your your results were great but like I can see exactly why they were great, like down to like water, workouts, wake up timing, sleep, all yeah. those things. And it was, it was it's, a, it's a cool document and it still works. Like you can still, you know, it pre-fills yeah. and stuff. And so every now and again, I just find myself in a situation where somebody needs that, you know, like yeah. they're, they're like Grant or they're like you, like they like Excel my fitness pal and apps and cell phones and stuff like maybe not their speed all the way yeah and so they like to like have that manual entering and and like i'm just like here use this and yeah. they're just like this is perfect. This is exactly. You can manipulate what I mean.
1: the data in different ways and yep. stuff like that. You're right. So that's in yeah. color code and <laughs> that, all those other that things. Yeah, just nerdy stuff. Right? Yeah,
0: for yeah. sure. <laughs> no, it's great. But that's all, all part of the evolution. Yeah. And I think you know we talk about it a lot now. The the evolution into that you know four and five year. The evolution of us as a gym. It's like you know when we first started. Cash will tell you, and he's like one of the few survivors that um, you know. Cash and like Chuck, and there's a couple of guys who like. We're really pushing the weights when we were doing workouts that were, like, extremely difficult. Yeah. like um, and, and so I think that that was a big progression for us also to understand that an equal part of the importance is recovery, right? Mm-hmm. And making sure that movement mechanics – and Cash is lucky that he just moves really he well naturally um, – you know but lesser movers like you and me mm-hmm. we're tighter we have tight ankles tight hips and we get back everything, problems yeah, because of that yeah. uh, you know if you if you just can't keep running your head into the wall you know eventually it's like you know something's gonna break and usually it's gonna be your head right yeah. and so you know I think there's been a big progression in just our dialogue but the the dialogue then also that I've taken that forward into multiple people because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people in that boat that struggle and there's no better visualization of this and I had this conversation today then sprint day right yeah and so the reason that sprint day is like man we get like you know I think we we we're okay this year I think we lost like four or five hamstrings right um but you know a big part of it and people kind of always ask me why and I'm like well it's the simplest thing for people to compete at right yeah and so when we take it to like field day in second grade it's like you're just running against your friends. Like, sure, it's like yeah. you're sprinting, but you're racing. Yeah. And so we get people who maybe haven't done this in you know 15 or 20 years or, or 10 years or whatever. Maybe they pulled their hamstring in the past. But um, you put them into a competitive atmosphere and like there's no better situation than <laughs> like we're just going to run for 50 meters as hard as we can. You're going to do it against all these people that amps you to like a different degree. Yeah. And so it ends up being both ends is like, obviously some people need to make sure that like they're more self-aware that they understand that like a hundred percent in competing maybe isn't the best in this specific movement. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, you know, then the other people it's like, well that's your secret sauce to success. And so balancing that is that constant variety that I think You've now gotten to a better place. Like, yeah. some of the people in the morning classes are constantly battling it, right? And I think that, you know, you would say that there are some people who go consistently too easy on themselves mm-hmm. where they're maybe down, like not improving their health and fitness. And then there are some people who constantly go way too hard and they're yeah. constantly injuring themselves. You know, injuries, right. And so uh, so I think that's one of the big things that, you know, I think it's been fun to watch you because I think that you've done it all the right ways. Um, you've looked,
1: that, I had to learn from. Mistakes, right? Which yeah. we all do. That's, yeah. that's how you learn. But it's funny, I mean, you probably, I mean, if anybody has worked out with me, I'm constantly you know, in a press up position or, or doing something in my back. And, and I appreciate the coaches are always checking on me. And um, especially recently, not on wood, I haven't had any pain there. I'm, I'm being preventative or I'm just yeah. trying to like cue my muscles to do different things. And so, like, today's workout was the running. We didn't do the snatches, we had swings, which yeah. I still was a little concerned that my back would have a little problems. So and it was no problem whatsoever. Yeah. So, like, yeah. to me, that was way. To be able to do that, like, that's better than, I don't care, whatever you finish in, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. that's, you want to be able to come back the next day and work yeah. It
0: out. Yeah, and that's the path that really I've t- kind of taken now, is yeah. like, I just want to be able to do it, hit a <laughs> class, and, and let it all be fun, and, it's you fun, know, not right, having yeah. that pain, and, um, you know, so you have to crank the intensity down a couple of notches, a couple of days a week, or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. a couple of days a month, and, uh, and just be a little more inwardly focused. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people that listen to the podcast, it's cool because I think they're newer people or they're newer people to our community maybe. And a lot of CrossFit gyms are also newer than we are, right? They're not in their eighth and ninth year and they're in their third and fourth year. Right. And so as they're going through some of those, you know, learning pains, sometimes I think they err on the side of either, you know, too hard or too easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think that that's the biggest thing that like you can take away if you're listening to that, like in that. Two or, thir- two or three year range yes. coming up into that like fourth year is like, you know, if you, you need to listen to your body. Like if your body is telling you no more often than like you know, start, you know, like Matt, like you worked on, you worked with Dr. Uh, Dr. Ulm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, you've worked a lot with the coaches. You've mm-hmm. asked a lot of questions and uh, you know, you try to get as much information as you possibly can so you're making an educated move. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And the only thing I, I would add to that is that don't sometimes you feel like it's worth selling yourself out, your body out for a workout. And yeah, I've done this recently. I did it on that last time we did DT. I knew for my back didn't feel good. That I told Cash, I'm like, this isn't gonna be good. Yeah, I did it. I PR'd, it's great. That's great. I didn't get to do a deadlift for months because yeah. I hurt my back so bad. Yeah, so it's never worth it. Yeah,
0: never worth it. Never no, worth especially it. not on deadlift day. It's always my number one rule that I say on deadlift day is you should wake up, be able to roll out of bed, and pull a deadlift tomorrow. And if you can't do that, you did the whole day wrong. That's right. Um, So uh, that'll breed us into the Masters competition, which is something we're signed up for. So for those of you guys who don't know, Matt is one of our few athletes who has had a score taken in the open for Friendship CrossFit. It's rarefied air. I think it was thruster burpee, right? It
1: was thruster burpee, Thruster burpee.
0: It's (laughs) a nasty workout. It's one that eats my lunch. I've done it three times now. And like the last time I was in the heat with RT, Chris and Maria and me. And, uh, and so the best part to win that, no, the best part is everyone's coming up to me afterwards going like, Hey man, it's all right. Like you could, (laughs) you could redo it on Monday. I'm like, dude, I PR'd by a minute and a half. I did great for myself. They're just really fast at this. Um, but you ended up, you smoked me that year. I think you beat me by over a minute. And, uh, and so, um, so as the year before that one, the first time they did it, and uh, and we took your score for it, and that's yeah. like that's a really cool honor. There's only a handful of people that can actually uh, can say that. So especially that are Very still at cool. the gym. So yeah. so uh, this year you go into the Masters. Tell me about your uh, partner. Who have you chosen?
1: Uh, well, Jason Grove and I have mutually agreed to do this together. Yeah, um, I actually take yeah.
0: it to the real backstory. Um,
1: <laughs> all right. So <laughs> the, the, the the group chat backstory. Just backstory, just or?
0: generally, who who, who your he? first go to or first thought was.
1: Well, so you and I were texting, like, I didn't actually think that people would start pairing up immediately upon your email, Yeah. but they did. They you did. Said, you said, better, you better call Star Fox, because yeah. he's going to want to partner. I'm like, yeah, I'll call him. And I think I waited maybe a couple hours. I texted him, and he, of course, was already snatched up. I'm yep. like, wow, this is this is serious. Yeah. And then I was like, well, who else should I text? And I can't remember who texted, and this is, this is honest, I can camera. if Jason texted me or I te- texted him, but Jason Grove and I are going to do it together. Um, so if Tackett's listening, and this is breaking news to him, since they were partnering last year, yeah. we could be I could be a homewrecker in this regard. I don't um, even
0: know if Tackett's going to be back in time. Like, know who either. knows what he's doing? I don't know he's vagabonding in New Zealand. But we have a good group
1: thing. of guys, you know, at the gym that yeah. are all 35 plus, so it should be, oh, it should be fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting it to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. There's few things in the world that get me excited. Then. Uh, watching you guys kind of pair up and be able to go head-to-head. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm as excited, I think, for, like, the guys' competition as the girls' competition because I think seeing these pairs sometimes get me really excited. And, yeah. um, you know, you and Jason are going to be a formidable pair. We'll and see. then uh, it was Lon and Fazio.
1: Yeah, so Lon and Fazio are paired up together. They are – I think they've done this together a few times now. Um, and Lon and I – I don't work out Fazio much because he has a 630 – Am but I think we're pretty even on most things. Yeah. Same with Lon, although he's definitely faster than I am when it comes to running. So yeah, he's like a damn gazelle. He is, and he runs so effortlessly. You talk yeah. about like, and I'm like, I'm not necessarily slow, but it's like not a pretty run. Yeah. And it, 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 it hurts afterwards. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to competing against them, and um, and and Grove and I are pretty similar in a lot of things. We're also pretty, we're pretty even, I think, in most things, and we actually have a lot of the same strengths and same weaknesses, which I'm not sure if that'll play out well. Are you worried about him
0: taking his shirt off?
1: um, I hope he takes his shirt. I was gonna off. say because yeah, that might intimidate the other groups,
0: yeah, so we've yeah. we've had some fun playing with his like diet because he's <laughs> like a freak he's like Omar like uh, legitimately he's super ripped, where I mean. like I can't yeah. like everything we're doing. I just keep telling him like, okay, just add you know forty on every macronutrient, <laughs> just keep going and it's like and he's like, I'm still losing weight, but I'm still getting stronger. I'm like these are these are ridiculous problems to have. they're like superhero problems yeah. to have so. Um, so it's been fun to, you know, watch his progression with that. But, um, but yeah, he took his damn shirt. What was that? The unknowns, I think Memorial Day. He's in that picture on the side. He was just just
1: ridiculously ripped. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't be taking my shirt off, but that's okay. Because I had Jason on my team to take his shirt
0: off. Our, uh, our, do you think the family's going to come cheer you on?
1: I think so. Yeah. Um, it's funny, I forgot. Lon and I did that Festivus games years ago, uh-huh. and we tied. Yeah, yeah for you second. guys
0: sandbagged the shit out of it. We'll talk about that yeah. in a second, but go on. I yeah, remember. so you tied second. Yeah.
1: yeah, we tied for second, and then I think we even did pretty well worldwide in the Festivus for the rest of us games. Yeah. Um. So that yeah. So I guess our rivalry goes back
0: that long. It does. Yeah. Uh, who won it? Was it Lou or who? Lou. Was, won, yeah. yeah. Lou. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we go to Festivus, which is supposed to be like the hey, this is your first time competing kind of thing. And which was legit. I, yeah. It was yeah. your guys' first time yeah. competing, uh, but like you guys have been doing like. Heart, pretty. I mean, at the time, like we were running some serious hardcore workouts. Yes. Yeah. We were doing some competitive skull stuff and all those kinds of things, and um, and so you guys were working out at a very high level consistently. And, uh, and you guys went and just ran roughshod over the whole competition. And, and, like, Jay and I are looking at each other like, man, like, this is, this I don't think this us. is good for our <laughs> gym. Like, we look like we just brought some ringers out to this beginner's competition and yeah. are just, like, dominating. It's like a Kramer at Karate for Kids.
1: <laughs> that was It was a fun day, but I remember we looked, like, it did look a little... Little strange. I mean, not to downplay the competition, which I I heard has gotten even bigger every year. Oh yeah, it's huge um, now. And, and, yeah, and, and they've done really well. But I remember that was the first day I competed and had to do like multiple workouts in a day. And I remember talking like, so should I be on like a bike all day? Yeah, like and I was, and I was like, man, this is exhausting. I don't, yeah. I don't imagine doing this again. So. Yeah, here we are for the Masters. But. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was gonna say Masters is a little more, uh, a little more tough, yeah, right? No, I thanks. like to be, I like to be pretty hard on you guys. I have high expectations for, uh, for that. Or do you feel like you're gonna like ramp any like, uh, you know, extra nutritional efforts up? You're gonna yeah. maybe get together with Grow, try to dial things in.
1: Um, and I don't know how early you release the workouts. If we need to talk about actually like communication and stuff like that, or strategies and stuff like that, but yeah, different
0: every year. I like yeah. to play with people. Yeah. I, you know, the big thing that I've kind of said with the Masters is. I don't ever want it to feel the same. Like I don't yeah. want people to come. So, and I've done this with competitions now where I went like for the first three or the first four years. And it's like, that it feels the same. Like yeah. that feels like the, like I you had know. this experience already. So yeah, it's, it's back, like, yeah. It's, it's like, it's uh, like going to the same company Christmas party every year, <laughs> like at the same place with the same people. You're just like, we were just at this party. Right. Yeah. And so that's always kind of my, my go with it. So that's why I change up partnerships. That's why I change up like, You know, when I release the workouts, what workouts we're doing and Mm -hmm. all those different things and try to make sure that like it's it's unique and different. And then I think the big thing, too, just like you said, it's like I want to give people an opportunity to be with different people, Mm -hmm. different pairs and different, uh, you know, different communities as you know gyms and all that stuff change every year um, and so the pairs is a really fun one because it's fun to, it's fun to cheer for like it's yeah. and so I know if I get excited to cheer for it then the product on the floor when you guys actually get out there and you start doing it like it's going to get the volunteers and the rest of the crowd and all that stuff excited. I don't know
1: who knows what out of town competition comes in and smokes us but you know it'll be fun there's always is some, RT doing it do you know no RT oh, always helps me oh, he always that's,
0: helps me run it yeah I, yeah yeah well he's not in very good shape right no, now no, so no. he looks like he's really Really struggling leading uh, up to the game. I'll have to tell them that too. Uh, will you watch RT at the games? Will you watch the games this year?
1: I'll watch the games. Yeah. yeah. I'll definitely watch RT. Um, I won't be going to Madison. Or no, that, no. But no. yeah, yeah. I've definitely uh, watched the games.
0: Yeah. Have you in the past, like, have you uh, have you watched, like, a decent amount of CrossFit game stuff? Is that something that interests uh, you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I watch, I've probably watched every other year, I've watched the games, like, to a significant degree. I don't think I'd watched them last year for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. You know Matt Fraser, he's got the one T, so I got yeah. that thing in common with him. Maybe I want to watch him a little bit more. Than, <laughs> no, but um, and then I remember watching you guys at regionals when it was here. That was like yeah. really cool experience to be around and yeah. see. So I think that was probably the, the year I was like kind of most taking the spectator part seriously. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so now kind of as we finish the end of summer and you've got the family all involved and we start getting uh kind of ramped up for the masters. That's good like kind of short term goal. Kind of keeps yes, you focused yeah. for stuff. What do you feel like, you know, over the next like, you know, three to five years? Like do you see your son getting involved? Do you think it's gonna be something that like um you know that you're like where do you want to go for you? Like what do you feel like in terms you know, of prospect? Yeah, in terms for of sure. Like, yeah. like when you're forty, what do you feel like uh, it looks like for you?
1: I think like my primary goal would be to if I could be doing feeling and looking kinda like I do right now, that yep. would be cool. Yep. Um like, I look at Fazio and you know he's been in his advanced station. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean Fazio is like he seems like he moves really well and he doesn't get injured, at least I mean not, not anything that keeps him out of the gym. And you know, he's I look up to him a little bit too. So yep. like I'd like to be doing this when I'm forty and um maybe I don't know, maybe I won't be as strong or as fast, but you know, if you can kinda stop the decline to a certain degree, that'd yeah. be cool. Now my son, yeah, he is a physical presence, this yeah. kid. Um so I I would be wouldn't be surprised if he was joining the Tots class next year. Yeah, yeah, Little that's cannonball. awesome. Man.
0: That's really cool. And the ultimate dream is for uh, the SBC to be uh, touting um, you know multiple kids in the yeah. in the kids group, and then uh, and then one of the Coach Sandsberys to have their own high school football program dialed yeah. in by that point that all kids can go and play and learn under.
1: we see that's what the old tangy thing right now. Like those guys are up in the on and That's fine. They can be there for yeah. now. We'll pull them to Dublin when the time comes, yeah. and um, and that's that's all that really matters to me is that they, they coach my son.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that's a big thing yeah. is, uh, you know, apparently the word on the street is that it's going to be tough, uh, that Olentangy Liberty only hires with head coaching experience, okay. so it's a great opportunity for one of these Dublin schools to come in and snatch up John or Chris, who yeah. are readily yeah. available, but they don't have head yeah. coaching experience. Yeah, maybe
1: they need to figure out who's more available and ready between the two of them. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I hear they're competitive within each other, but I don't know.
0: They are. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, We just went to their bachelor party uh, last <laughs> weekend, so you always get to see a little bit of that. So always a good time. But when they pair up, a formidable pair. So that's my hope. My hope is that yeah. they end up like coaching together. I think that would oh, be that'd really be amazing.
1: cool. Yeah. Um, in Dublin.
0: In yeah. Dublin. Yeah, in Dublin. Yeah, yes. because, yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, so uh, so Africa is, uh, you know, where we try to avoid. Um, that's that's the too far north line. Yes. Um. Well, that's uh, that's good. So in Dublin, uh, local Dublinite, I feel like you are as much of an expert as we're gonna get in Dublin in terms of knowing the lay of the land. Yeah. Uh, what is your what is your go to restaurant for date night? So you're taking out Emily.
1: So, we probably. In the summer, we would like to be on Tucci's patio. Okay. That's kind of like the spot we've been at. We've gone there for our anniversary a few times, um, or at least twice probably. But um, definitely, I favor Tucci's. Um, the patio is way better than being inside. Yeah. Um, just because it, if it's a nice night, it's a really good spot. Um, but now that the avenue is there, I have choices. Which yeah. Which is great. Because I love the avenue um, in Grandview, and then I've been there once in Dublin, and it was great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my two spots from like a date night thing. I would say.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see it all built out. I'm sure for yeah. you, like that's gonna be like it once it's all finished, it's, so it's gonna be weird. like crazy because yeah. I mean it's just you know and right now it's almost like they need to keep building because it is so popular. Like everything is packed. You know, we went to the Avenue the other night and um, it's you know we had a reservation, we still had to wait, and it's just yeah. like it's just packed. And all it's the really time. turned
1: around because like I remember, I mean Tucci's has done pretty well. I feel like over the years and didn't have any down years, but like there was a time when. You know, across the street, Oscars wasn't yep. always that popular. Sometimes it was, and there—that's a really good restaurant too. Um, DVT is kind of a different field across yep. the across 161 down there. So,
0: yeah. Um, what if you were going for like, where's your lunch go to? My lunch. Goes so you're uh, you're at Cardinal Health. Do they do like lunch they, cafeterias? Yes. Yeah, so that's oh, yeah. where
1: you know, it's going all the way back to the Paleo Challenge, we have this really nice salad bar that oh, yeah. I just. I don't have any excuses to, because I have to, I can eat healthy because I have a salad bar made available to me every day. That's but, awesome, yeah. And, um, and now really it helpful. comes out to like a twelve dollars salad from time from time time, yeah. to time. So that's a little bit absurd, but um, yeah. So that's I usually don't leave the building for lunch, unfortunately. But now that I know that, um, oh, what is the taco place that's going in in old Dublin?
0: Oh, Condado. Condado. Yeah,
1: yeah, that will become my lunch place. Yeah, Condado. That that's
0: Maria's obsession. Yeah. yeah, she absolutely loves it. So
1: only well, been twice because I don't work downtown. My wife does. Yeah, she she turned me on to it and I met her um, there one day and I was like, this is phenomenal. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Uh, I assume I told Maria ahead of time. I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of glad that we're like moving and changing like some financial picture, like eating out's going to be like less of an option because we have stuff to do all the time because yeah. like that condados is going to consume like her, her <laughs> being in paycheck. She loves their margaritas. She loves their you know chips. She loves everything about amazing
1: her. Chips and salsa is a, a trap for me because yeah, I can enough. eat it endlessly.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, uh, when I was in high school, chilies would run the ninety-nine cent endless chips and salsa. Yeah. And like we used to go when we were in high school every day after school and just they would lose so much money because we weren't drinking like yeah. <laughs> people with chips and salsa they use, supposed you to drink you, beer. yeah exactly you drink yeah. like margaritas and the, the chips make you thirsty and so then you just drink like a fish yeah. and then you make your money on that but like a bunch of high school kids just chugging water and drinking out uh, eating out all your uh, chips and salsa so here's yeah. a couple dollars yeah, I feel like, yeah exactly here's literally like one dollar maybe a 50 cent tip it's like horrible kids um, well that's awesome so uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the Masters that's going to be kind of our our uh big stage uh, and it'll be your first year right first so year first yeah, i'm time a little nervous yeah. um
1: it's nice to do with a partner i think that makes it more fun it, it adds a degree of like being nervous because you don't want to disappoint your partner or, or, or struggle or fail with something yeah. but i know jason pretty well and i know i think i know what i should be good as i'm actually more worried about my back and making sure it stays in, the, in a good spot for yeah. it. you mentioned nutrition too i definitely need to, to lock it down a little bit more ahead of that but um Yeah, no, it should be fun.
0: Yeah, that'd be really good. And then if they want to see you, you have been dabbling in some noons. So They might be able to catch you at a noon randomly. I do
1: some noons because now my wife's doing 530 and we're alternating and, you know, I'm too stubborn to just take that many days off. So I'll come in at basically one noon a week, maybe two. Um, get to see Coach Mitchell and Coach Andy are out and, and then otherwise
0: friends. it's yeah. the 5.30 over by the garage door loosening his hips up yeah
1: that's, a, that's the great thing about 5.30am is that you can be there 15 minutes ahead of time and, and you yep. have the whole gym to yourself to
0: and the noon, kinda too. Yeah, the noon kind of too yeah noon too I have to also.
1: with work I, I really can't be I shouldn't be away for as long as I, I am sometimes So, <laughs> um, but yeah I have like kind of my morning thing I get there at 5.15 I you know warm up for a long time I have a good sweat going and then I stretch out for a good 30 minutes afterwards yeah so um, then it's time to go to work
0: and then my ultimate dream is that your your future involves mentoring Omar
1: at, ah, yes. Car- at Cardinal Health Cardinal's newest employee yeah, yeah I'm very so. excited for Omar to start Cardinal yeah um, and yeah and I would Omar if you're listening I'd love to be a, a mentor for you professionally so
0: he is currently flying <laughs> to Paris and then to Cairo so. which
1: he told me uh that there was a bombing at the egypt airport yesterday oh well, i don't yeah, know I, yeah. I had no idea he was talking about and i was like that doesn't sound good yeah hopefully um, it's okay yeah
0: yeah Yeah, i mean um you know i was worried it's like he it was like on a week's notice bought a ticket to egypt and i'm just like that's gotta be insane yeah so um <laughs> but you know uh yeah hopefully he's having a safe trip over there and Absolutely. he can download this and listen on the way back yeah all right thanks for coming on maddie i appreciate it man yeah,
1: thank you